The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. What's going on, everybody? So I did a solo episode a couple weeks ago and kind of forgot how much I love doing these. And wildly enough, I actually get probably more of a response when doing these solo ones than the guest episodes. Obviously, it depends on the guest, but all in all, I'd say these ones, people, for whatever reason, reach out more about them. Um, and I really enjoy doing them. I think I just needed to take a break for a second, but I thought I'd come back and start trying to bring these in more often. Don't know how long this is going to be. I'm just kind of going to rant, but I find or I've been thinking, and I feel like I have something that I'd like to talk about this week. Um, so I'm releasing my first song in almost four years, maybe more, maybe less. It's called Just All Right. And this has been a huge process for me because I worked on this song over the past couple years. It's a song that I have been really proud of and had a really hard time showing people. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because I kind of stepped away from the role of trying to be an artist or if it's because starting this podcast, I felt like there was a lot of pressure for if I'm going to talk about this, that I, I have to be really good. Um, and I didn't know how people were going to connect with it. But a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, I showed a buddy of mine, Am um, Ashes to Amber Kane. You saw him on the podcast. He's coming on again very shortly. And he gave me a really, really great response. And it felt really good. And it was the first time in a really long time that I really thought about, is this something maybe that I should share with more people? And in that conversation, talking to him and hearing him speak on how how rapidly he puts out music and how helpful that is as an artist and just for your brain because you're working on these things for so long. And sometimes if you go back too many times, you end up taking away the magic that was there originally. So my excuse to him was it's not mixed. It's not mastered. There's things I need to change. I don't like this. I don't like that. He goes, don't, don't, don't even do that. He goes, you're not, if you're not trying to be an artist anymore, who do you have to who do you have to impress and who are you worried about disappointing? And that was a really interesting way to look at it because I think the only person that I'm worried about disappointing is myself. And that's based off of how I looked at myself as an artist five to 10 years ago. At this point, I already have something that I'm so proud of that I'm super consistent with that I work really hard on that I found a, a true passion for. And that's this podcast. So I really have nobody that I can disappoint. I have nothing that I have to prove. Um, my art is kind of just in this style of talking and getting to, to, to talk to people who I'm interested in, talk to people who do amazing things and make amazing music and learn about their experiences. And I'm really, really I'm planning on, I'm really diving a little bit more into that. I think I got into something that was just very conversational based, which I love. And, and we're not going to stray away from that, but I'd really like to, I'd really like to kind of hone into 
why I started this, which was to create a blueprint, a blueprint for artists and people in the music industry. I wanted to show how important different tropes are that help people get to to places that everybody dreams of. I wanted to talk to people that have so-called made it and see what did they do that worked and, and what could other people be doing that might help. And also when you see enough of those, you start to realize that there's so many answers to the same question and those answers only work for certain people. And your job isn't to find a one, you know, one size fits all. It's to figure out what works for you. And I really do think that watching enough of these episodes and learning how 50, 100 other artists have done it, you can pick out pieces that really do work for you and can help you get to where you want to go. The difference is I've had so many people on here, like I had Ryan Oaks and he was like, I feel kind of weird giving away some of these TikTok secrets. And he goes, but the difference is I know that I've told this to so many people and the people just don't listen. You can, you can say all you want that you want the answers, but if you're given the answers and you don't implement them, then what's the difference? What's the point in having them if you're not going to use them? And it was just such an interesting way to look at it. And between people like him and people like Kaylee who were on last week, where she was talking about Pinterest, like if you've watched that episode and you haven't gone and made your Pinterest, why? If you haven't tried that before and there's an artist here who's finding success with this, why not try it? No harm, no foul. It's not going to hurt anybody. It only has the option. It only has the opportunity to help you. And just with all of this happening, there's a couple changes that I wanted to make. One was that I didn't feel comfortable continuing talking about why artists should release music if I can't do it myself. And that's why on November 17th, my first song in four years will come out. And I'm not sure I'm really going to push it. I'm not sure I really care to. It's more of a test for myself to prove that I can not only talk the talk, but I can walk the walk. And if I'm going to sit here and lecture to people that they're making beautiful things and it's not fair to the world tonight for them to not get to hear it. I don't think that I should I should be able to talk and then completely disregard my own language and not put out my own music. So here we are. The other thing is I've really wanted to find a way to implement these solo conversations into every episode because for me this is a time where I really get to think and speak out loud and I don't cut anything either. So this is just me freeballing it, if you will. This is just, just me making this up on the spot and speaking as if I would to anybody else. And it's become like this diary for me, this this way to remember promises I made to myself and be held accountable by you guys, but also by myself. So I think something that I'm going to try to implement, and this was Danny Scheinman's idea. This was You've met Danny from this podcast. If you haven't, he's been on a bunch of episodes, but we sat down and he really gave me some good advice. He goes, if this is something that means a lot to you, these solo conversations, and if this is something that you feel like people are gaining from, at least based off of the messages, then why would this not be part of every conversation? So something I'm going to try for the next five episodes, obviously after this one, is I'm going to start doing a one to three minute little monologue at the beginning. Monologue is the wrong word. Rant. I'm going to talk. And then at the end of that talk, I'm going to try to do my best to incorporate 
this artist that I'm about to talk to, whether it's somebody I know or don't know, whether it's picking them apart, whether it's asking questions that later can be answered in the conversation. Um, I'm not sure. We'll kind of play it by ear, but I feel like it could be really helpful. And if I do five episodes and people aren't really finding it useful, then we'll stick to maybe just putting out a solo episode fully solo every once in a while or once a week or whatever. We'll figure it out. But I'd be curious to see what you guys think. But I thought with this one, it'd be helpful if I kind of went through how I'm feeling about this release. And I can guarantee that there's people out there who have similar thoughts on their experiences. And these past few weeks after pressing upload on DistroKid, I've had a lot to think about. I've gone to bed wondering if people are going to like it, if I'm going to like it once it's out, or if it's just part of the the lore is that this is something that nobody else has but myself. From the same people who brought back your balls and made your bush bearable brings you the Beard Hedger. There's one thing about travel that I hate more than anything in the world, and that is bringing 20 different little clip guards just to get the right shave. Not anymore. Manscaped has your back. The Beard Hedger has 20 built-in clipping links, so you do not have to worry about losing them anymore. Not only that, but this thing is waterproof. It's cordless, and it has a long-lasting battery, so you don't have to worry about this thing shutting off halfway through and looking like a dork for the rest of your day. Fellas, do me a favor. Stop going to your dates with clean, smooth balls and a gross-looking face. You need them to match. If you want to support me in this podcast, the best thing that you can do is support the sponsors. They help me keep going and make this something that I can continue to do. So do me a favor. Head to manscaped.com. Use the code EXPERIMENT and get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code EXPERIMENT and manscaped.com. Go get your beard hedger with 20 different clip lengths. And I think after all this contemplation and and going back and forth with myself, what I've really realized is none of that shit matters. I need to put this out for the same reason that I made it, which was that I love making music and that it's always been a really, really helpful um, medicine tool, whatever word you want to use to help me get through my daily life. And it's, it's become a sustainability factor in my life, which I talk about sustainability a lot on this podcast. And it's because I think if you love something enough, you have to find a way to make it sustainable so that you can do it forever. And I get people don't want to make money off their stuff because then it ruins the art and this and that. But at the end of the day, if you love sitting down with your friends and writing music that much, you probably want this to be your everyday life. And for this to be your everyday life and also have the other parts of life that are important, like food and water and family, you have to, this has to be lucrative. And I luckily put myself in a position where I used a different side of music to make it lucrative and make it something that is sustainable. And now I'm kind of for the first time releasing music for just the reason of understanding that I can do it. And not having to pull it up on my phone outside of just going on Spotify and being able to show my friends and family that I'm still doing this. And, and this is still a big part of my life, whether it's on the forefront of social media or not. So I'm just kind of navigating this experience 
as if I was a podcast host and an artist at the same time talking to myself and talking myself through these thoughts and trying to be kind to myself in the way that I'd like to be kind to a guest that's in a similar position. And that's been really tough because I'm definitely my biggest supporter, but I'm also my biggest skeptic. I'm I'm so hard on myself with this stuff. And I really do believe that that's an important part in, in adversity in your outside world, but also in your own head is is all a test. It's all a tool in order to be able to handle more and do more and be better at what you do. So I've been really trying to not skip past these thoughts with myself and really trying to analyze them and turn them into something that allows this whole experience to feel more and more useful. I think the further I get into this process and the closer I get to releasing this song, I start finding myself have this mix, having this mixture of anxiety and excitement. And I think that's a really beautiful place to be living because the anxiety keeps you on the toes, on your toes. The excitement reminds you every day why you do this. And for the first time in a really long time, I have a group of friends who I've searched for years and years and years to find. And finally found this group of people where I feel like so many, so much of our lives are useful to each other. We talk about music. We talk about friendship. They love me. I love them. We enjoy each other's company. And it's just this kind of collaboration that I've been looking for for so long. And the one thing they all, they all know about me is that this podcast is such a massive part of my life. The one thing that none of them knew about me is that making music is still a big part of my life and and the most important out of the arts, of course. Everything is behind family and and that'll always be that way because that's what keeps me going every day. But for the first time, I sat in the car with them and I asked if I could show them my new song. And that was so weird because they all show me their new music all the time and they're very upfront about it as they should be. They're artists. But I don't think I'm seen that way anymore. And this vulnerability of asking if I can play my new song was super weird. And I couldn't look them in the face. And I was looking out the window the whole time. And it felt really uncomfortable. And at the end, the three people in the car who all three of their opinions mean the world to me, and I'll just throw them out there. It's Kane, it's Will, and it's Dylan. And all these people, really, their their opinion means a lot to me because I know they love me and I know they trust me and I trust them and I really, really admire what they do. And I'm a big fan of them as humans, but also as artists and musicians. And I show them my new song and all three of them were unbelievably supportive. And I think they were honest when they were saying that they really, really love it. And that feeling was weird. I haven't had that in a long time with something that I consider an art form in that sort of manner. With this podcast, I got I became very comfortable with understanding that I'm going to record what I record. I'm going to say what I say. And I'll always have next week to revert or change my mind or learn something new and get rid of old habits or old thoughts and fill that space with new, better opportunities and better thoughts. But with a song like this, once it's out, it's out. 
And that's just been a really, really hard thing for me to kind of battle with. And then I started thinking, do I just jump all in and make a visual? Do I make a music video? Which at the end of the day, I've done music videos and I love the people I make them with, but I'm really uncomfortable in front of a camera when I'm not talking in my own room, you know, in my own podcast studio, talking like this. For some reason, something happens when I sit in these chairs, whether it's with a guest or on my own, where all of my insecurities kind of go away. But when I'm in front of a camera with something that is as precious as my music, all those insecurities sort of flood and become almost detrimental. And that's something I'm working on. And I think this weekend I might try to make a little video. And whether I release it or not, it's going to be a really good exercise of, you know, not just preaching, but actually acting on the thoughts that I'm sharing. So I think with this whole experience, it's been really helpful and really useful and and meditative and anxiety-inducing and scary and fun. And I'm really excited to share with you guys what I've made. And I'm also really nervous. And I don't need a response. I just need to know that I did it. And that's a feeling that I'm really working on. And I'm proud that I've implemented that into my podcast. And now it's time to implement it into the dream that I promised myself when I was 10. I don't need to act on that dream in the way that I promised myself. I don't need to be a rock star. I don't need to travel the world with my music. I found that high in this podcast. But I do need to be strong for myself. And I do need to share at least every once in a while, what I've been working so hard on. That was my rant. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys found something in that conversation or that talk that you resonate with. And I'd love to hear from you. Do you guys have similar experiences? Do you get nervous when releasing music? I mean, for somebody out there who's released hundreds and hundreds of songs, are you still nervous every time you do it? I know the nerves don't go away with the podcast, even though I have hundreds of episodes. But I found really, really good tools to help me get over that fear and just allow it to be what it is. So this is me working on doing that with my music as well. And I hope that you guys find some sort of solace in this in the way that I am. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You know how much I love you guys. My new song, Just All Right. My lover boy will be out November 17th, 2023. Two weeks. It just turned into November today. Happy Halloween if you guys uh, celebrated yesterday. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. And I guess we'll see what happens next.